Kia ora koutou and welcome to NZATE's student-led podcast, Is This in the Test? The purpose of this series is to bring together students' knowledge of some of Aotearoa's most commonly used written and visual texts. We aim to discuss their themes and unpack material that can be used in an upcoming English exam. What makes this podcast unique is that it is entirely student-led, so you can be sure the information is accessible, fun and not boring. Episodes will come from all corners of New Zealand so that different areas can contribute their knowledge or just regurgitate what their teachers told them. You may learn about the historical context, the themes, the structure, learn quotes, see how you could link beyond the text and much more. Gone are the days where you sit in English class confused as to what the teacher is saying and ask yourself, is this in the test? We hope this podcast can upgrade your revision and give you confidence from students in the same position as you. Happy studying! Hello, we are a group of Year 13 students from Mount Wanganui College, and we're going to be discussing a novel we have studied this year, Frankenstein by no Mary Shelley. Uh, who would like to explain the plot? Um, well, it starts off with uh, letters from Walton, um, in which Walton um, meets Frankenstein on a ship, or Victor Frankenstein on a ship, um, and Victor recounts his life um, as he went to uh, university and he's started getting into psychology and sociology and science in general um he decides to um, revive essentially like human remains into a creature um, because he wants to recreate life um, and when the creature ends up how it uh, not how he expected he abandons it um, and in turn the creature is rejected by society and the creature takes his uh, revenge against Frankenstein for abandoning him. So my first question to everyone is, where do you think um, in this story is Victor's like breaking point where he's like going downhill permanently? Probably say when, his, when the monster kills his brother is when he starts truly going downhill. Because probably throughout the story, he doesn't seem to really recover by that and just goes more and more into probably guilt. I would argue that uh, it's later on than that because um, after after his brother's killed he does he does uh, encounter encounter the creature and uh, have a conversation with it and he agrees to the deal of making making the creature a, a wife a spouse. Still bargaining. Yeah exactly so I, I suppose I would say that it might be later when Victor finally kills the newly made spouse. I mean, I could question if it was like that from the start. I mean, he was so comfortable just letting go of his entire life to start making the creature. Mm. So I'd question if he was just kind of always on a downward path and it was only the people around him bringing him up. So the second they're gone, he falls apart, but he can be brought back up by the people. So you kind of see highs and lows throughout the story. Um, well, what I would like to know is the theme seen in the book, is it seen in a wide range of other books and movies? Like themes of like death? Yeah, like the theme where like just being different, like makes you an outcast from society. I think uh, like a trace of it is probably seen in almost everything. I think a lot of main characters or secondary characters and side characters, you'll always have a character that is different from everyone else and it makes the story different. But more specifically, as this is like gothic literature. Like that theme of outcast and like being different from everyone is almost seen in all of the, 
ones that have that theme. I'd say especially in a lot of the like superhero movies you're getting, like origin stories, often the character will be, you know, they'll be downtrodden, they'll be rejected by society until they you know, become, you know, Lord Slayer. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at this point, it's basically just an archetype of a misunderstood monster that feels yeah. deeply, has deep emotions, etc. I wanted to know which character you related to the most. I feel like it's easy to relate to Victor because it's like, it's like an easy way out. It's like the easiest train of thought to have to like, instead of like confront your emotion, just like hide your guilt and your shame, which is what he does. I feel like that's the easier way. Like we all have those moments where we don't want to confront our emotions and then it does like, it's very destructive. So I feel like in a in in a little bit, everyone can relate to Victor, even though we may not want to, because he's mm. obviously not yeah. a very good person. I feel like the creature has the most broadly applicable sense of relatability, because everyone kind of feels like they're misunderstood to a degree. Everyone feels like they have emotions yeah. that others don't see to a degree. Whereas I feel like some people can relate to Victor as well in that he's his obsessive nature. I mean, I know I kind of was able to understand this idea of just kind of focusing on something in your future and just not being able to think of anything else and completely tunnel visioning. Do you think like the creature is like created to be related to? Even though his personality is pretty distinct, it's also something you can kind of project onto that anyone can. It's broadly like if you think of the traits of the creature, it's like, you know, he's deeply emotional, something everyone feels they are deep down. He feels misunderstood. Everyone feels misunderstood to a degree. Yeah, like, I'm just curious to ask, does anybody relate to any of the characters that aren't Frankenstein or the, the creature? I think I kind of relate to Henry in the sense of, like, the way that Henry interacts with Victor because Henry is trying to help Victor even though Victor is a sinking ship. And I feel like there's definitely parts of the story where you can tell from Henry's dialogue, he's losing hope in someone, but he's like still attached to them as a person. And so you still like hold on to them. But then that results in Henry getting killed in the end because of Victor's carelessness. So I feel like Mary Shelley was kind of trying to exemplify that under like an extreme lens that like you can't hold on to things that there's like a certain point where you have to just like let go. Other than Henry, I argue that most of the side characters didn't really have a personality because most of them you see through the lens of Victor. And he kind of viewed all the people around him as objects, just kind of things that, like Elizabeth and his descriptions of her, it was very possessive. So we kind of held them in a very high light, but also didn't view them as people. So I find them pretty difficult to relate to. Because like, going back to Elizabeth again, when he described her, it was just this perfect goddess who was kind, caring, selfless. He never really questions her own feelings or anything. It's always focusing on just her caring for him and everyone else. How does the way the monster was treated and the outcome of that treatment reflect on society? Society is not very accepting. Even now it is more accepting, but we still react severely to anything that we feel is different yeah. from what's normal. Yeah. It's getting better, but it's still, it's not great. So there are still yeah. people who believe in the old ways and are very stubborn with their beliefs and all that. So, so like if they were nicer to the creature, then there would have been a different outcome. But especially back then, 
anything that wasn't considered normal was wrong. Well, it's really like the judgment of the creature was purely on look and appearance and the stereotypes that they had forced him into almost being, created him into being like the monster that he was because he was stereotyped into that. I do find it interesting though how easily it is for us to empathise with the monster when we're reading the book. I mean, I can't think of a single person that would react the same way that people in the story do. Go, no, he's completely disgusting. Yeah. Everyone's initial reaction is when you read it, oh, he's clearly the victim, etc. Yeah. So it's quite interesting, I guess. It's a matter of perspective, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I think if they read it, like if that book was around then, they'd hate the monster. That's what I mean. Like, is it just the fact that he had emotions? Do they just assume by default that he was completely emotionless? Because surely they knew. I mean, look at the way the monster spoke to Victor. The monster made it clear he had feelings. Yeah. And Victor didn't care at all. So maybe it's just like the removal of yourself from the situation that allows you to be more empathetic. Yeah. They immediately judged him for how he looked, but yeah. back when he was helping the people in the cabin, before they even saw him, they assumed he was a good person for like secretly helping them. Yeah. So they knew he was a he wasn't trying to harm them, but as soon as they saw him, that's when they became scared. So would you guys argue that the Frankenstein and the creature have more similarities in their personalities or differences? I would argue they do have a lot of similarities. It's just portrayed differently because in the book it's portrayed at first that he, the monster is a monster, but it's not until later in the book you realise that it's because of his Frankenstein's horrible actions that he really is more of a monster than the monster is. The strongest similarity is they're both like emotionally underdeveloped and they're very emotionally immature. And so they can't deal with their emotions properly and they lash out in like unreasonable ways. Victor ignores everyone, he shuts out the world. He is very manipulative, he's very secretive. And the creature never learned how to deal with his emotions. And so he lashes out in like the way of murder. So obviously they're different, very different extremes, but they um, they both interact with each other and they're both very similar in that way, I guess. For both of their personalities, I'd say the most defining trait would be selfishness. Everything you can kind of draw back to it. I mean, look, Frank, uh, yeah, Frankenstein, he made the creature. He didn't care about the repercussions of this. He didn't care about all the people that were getting killed because he didn't want to be caught. And then the creature doesn't care about all the people it's hurting. It just wants a support system for itself. He wants to be loved. He doesn't care if other people get hurt or end up without love. Yeah. It's just about how he feels. My question is, what impact did the death of his brother William have on Frankenstein? I guess he finally realised that he has to like face up to his mistakes now that it's affected him personally. At first when it's killing other people, he's like, oh, it doesn't affect me, I can get away with it, it has nothing to do with me. But as soon as it kills his brother, he's like, oh, I guess it does affect me now. He has to do something about it before it hurts anyone else he cares about. Yeah, like the start to the realisation that his actions have consequences. And that's like coming back to the part where we were saying at the start, how it's the start of his like breaking point. It's the start that he can't just like run away from all his problems. I feel like it's also the start of when he starts to become like increasingly more irrational because like after his brother is killed, he goes to the mountain to fight the creature. Like, he wasn't gonna win that. <laughs> like, it's an eight foot tall creature. 
physically in every way is genetically engineered to be better than him. So I don't like there's no rational thought behind that, I guess. Why do you think Shelley structured the novel with the frame narrative? That is, having uh, the novel open with Robert's initial impressions of Frankenstein, and then we see from Frankenstein's perspective, and then the monster, and then back to Frankenstein, and then back to Robert for the final climactic ending of the novel. I guess it helps develop your own picture. Because it kind of takes you, it shows you how he thinks of the character, how Frankenstein thinks of the monster, how the monster thinks of himself and other characters, and then it leads back to, for like a conclusion, where it kind of changes from where it was in the first letters, almost, and you've made your own decision, as well, on what you think of them. Yeah, giving you like a more full story, and also I thought that it like helped make the novel more interesting because you're constantly like changing perspectives and sides that you're on so you get a different perspective of each side of the story and you like slowly realize who's the victim who's the villain mary shelley did it to show how manipulative victor was because at the start of the story or like in my personal experience the start of the story i was reading the letters from walton and it seemed very courageous for Walton to help um, Victor and we go into Victor's story and Victor's story feels very sad there's a lot of his internal monologues that are very like um, desolating in a sense so like from that perspective we kind of were able to like empathize with him but then as we learn from the creature's perspective like we realize the true scope of how horribly the creature was treated by Victor and then we switch back to Victor's perspective with this like reformed perspective of Victor and we are able to like see through his words and see how manipulative he was and then that transitions to the end where he like I guess his story is contorted and Walton has this contorted uh, version of the story and that makes the confrontation with the creature feel so I guess unresolved. Yeah, like you're saying, it really emphasizes the idea of like an unreliable narrator. You start to see that all these inconsistencies. But I feel like another thing it does really establish the personalities of the characters. Like the their wording of their internal monologue is just ever so slightly different. Like for Frankenstein, he uses his more abstract descriptors. It's always about his emotions. He's using very vague concepts and it's always about how he feels. Whereas if you take it to the monster, it's also about how he feels, but he's a lot more literal in how he speaks. He says, I am unloved. I don't have a house. Whereas Frankenstein, it's more, I feel a deep sorrow. So it really emphasizes the idea that the creature is quite undeveloped. He's still at this level of like a child where he can only think of basic concepts and binaries and just food, love, all the basic necessities. So my question was, what makes this piece so timeless? Probably the fact, like from before questions when we were talking about like the theme is in a lot of other books as well. The way it's written is written in a lot of ways gothic horror is now as well. I think it's one of like the first of its types as well, like of that like kind of genre. Yeah, it's first sci-fi. And just the idea of the monster, it's very applicable to everything else. Just the idea of a misunderstood person. Yeah, it's definitely still relevant, and especially with it being the birth of like sci-fi, and like sci-fi now is definitely one of the most like popular genres.
I think Mary Shelley was, she was one of the pioneers for like um, successful woman in writing. So I feel like that probably has something to do with it as well. The last thing I want to go over is um, why do you think Mary Shelley portrays women the way that she does in the story? Probably like the time period that it was written on. And maybe she portrayed women more as side characters with like no personality because maybe she was arguing about that's how she felt as a woman in that time period. Perhaps she felt like pushback against if she if she had given a woman more of an influential role or less of, you know, the mother or lover. That would have incurred a lot of pushback from the know, community. It does feel kind of exemplified just the way they treat women like not even like it's for the times it seems almost exaggerated in a way from frankenstein's perspective because of how he views not even just women but everyone around him so i feel like the way they treated women plus it being frankenstein kind of came together and just really clear objectification like i said earlier with elizabeth every description of her he made it was he really just viewed her as an object a thing to care for him. He never considered her perspective or anything. Alright, let's see how this novel can be applied to some insane questions. So one question that we have is characters who reach a turning point are those from who we learn the most. So who reaches like a turning point really in the story? Victor. I mean, he's a protagonist so I feel like it's warranted that Victor is a dynamic character in that sense. I think the creature reaches a turning point too, but I feel like the creatures and Victor's turning points are similar because it's, they change for the worse. We do learn the most from them because we're able to really grasp their initial perspective and then we are able to observe kind of like as a third person removed from the situation why what happened to them for them to turn down like a dark path. Yeah, well, we can definitely see the turning point in the creature where he just snaps and because of all the abuse that he's like received from how people have perceived him and his looks and stuff, and he snaps and he ends up going and murdering William and goes out for Victor. Definitely we can learn from that where he's been treated this way, so it's almost like he was like gonna end up doing that in the first place. How the actions of people have consequences almost. Even before their turning points, they're kind of portrayed in a more positive light. Like, Victor just has more pure goals. He wants to do good things. And the monster just wants love. But even if you go back and look at it after their turning points, you can kind of see the red flags pop up. And it kind of makes you question whether if they were pushed to a brink of a turning point or whether they were always just kind of like that. And their situation just brought it out of them. That kind of goes into, like, nature versus nurture and how they interact with each other because it's not always like just nature versus nurture like it's more how they interact with each other and cause these issues to manifest within people well, i always viewed the two characters as kind of like a comparison of nature versus nurture because you've got victor who i view as more of the nurture side because he had a great upbringing but he ended up being quite a bad person because the creature had a terrible upbringing and he became a bad person again initially he did 
did seem a kinder person. So I always viewed those the two as like sides of the nature versus nurture debate. Yeah, because the monster had hope for humanity at the beginning. He was still trying, even after he'd been treated poorly, he was still trying to see the good in people. And then that's when he snapped. Yeah, I feel like the initial thing you would assume would be that it's more the nurture from the creature's side. But I feel like if you do look closely, you could kind of tell that he wasn't really a great person from the start. Because he kind of had these idealations of being loved and such. But always came across as very entitled in the same way that Victor was. Because he, he's describing it himself, so it sounds like something that's good and something he should deserve. But it's I kind of saw it because he was the one describing it. That's why it sounded like a good thing. If you try to remove yourself from his own dialogue and just look at objectively what he wanted. He did deserve to be loved, but also the way he felt disentitled to it to me felt like there was a degree of selfishness from the start and the second he didn't get that he started lashing out well i feel like the creatures lashing out was mainly because he didn't have any other way to process his emotions and so not having like an outlet to understand and like process emotions is inherently going to lead to irrational consequences whether or not he's aware of how to deal with that or not and i feel like there's always a level of like acceptance that we need from a community before like there's always like a baseline level of a sense of community that we need without it like necessarily being like a selfish thing because i don't think it's like inherently wrong to be selfish in that regard because not having a sense of community is like extremely dehumanizing and demoralizing and yeah i guess you kind of see that with victor because he doesn't have a sense of community either but it's something he actively chose to pursue i guess yeah you're always entitled to it it's the the way i viewed the creature as being it was more his reaction to something like he kind of did deserve not kind of, he did deserve to be loved but his reaction to not getting that thing he deserved was where i would consider him to be a selfish person so should we move on to the next question which is the characters that matter the most are the ones that make us feel uncomfortable i feel like the natural inclination is to say the creature makes you more uncomfortable but i don't really feel like that he felt like the more natural person to be comfortable with in the story because you do very easily empathize with them the one that makes me uncomfortable was more Victor because of how terribly he viewed the people around him. Just the way he viewed everyone as objects and was so unempathetic un yet so deluded into thinking like he was a good caring person. Like there was clearly a huge focus on his own emotions. It's not like he was this cold detached person but he just didn't consider anyone else's feelings. It was uncomfortable to see that kind of nature in us, I guess. Yeah, because I feel like I, I felt like I relate to Victor more, but I think that is what makes me uncomfortable. The creature kind of is less uncomfortable because you can always kind of draw it back to his upbringing. So then when you kind of see that behavior in yourself, you think, yeah, it's because of you were victimized. Whereas with Frankenstein, he's just a terrible person. Yeah. He wasn't a victim of anything. He brought it upon himself. So I guess that makes you more uncomfortable. Because both characters, I feel like everyone's going to relate to to some degree. Whereas when you relate to Victor, you don't really want to. Because it's just seeing terrible behavior for no good reason. Whereas the creature, you can say, oh, it was because of what he went through. And you say, oh, I've been through stuff too. And I've acted out because of it. The question says, like, characters that matter the most. Why do you think it matters that... They make us uncomfortable. 
with Victor kind of forces you to confront your own bad qualities, I guess, because yeah. when you try to identify yourself with the creature, and that's quite easy, because you can say, oh, it's not my fault. But with Victor, you kind of do have to confront those negative aspects of yourself, the more selfish aspects, uncaring, mm-hmm. maybe just... Because Frankenstein, he was quite focused on his own victimization. He really wanted to be a victim, but he wasn't... I mean, he, he was, but it was his fault. I kind of disagree with the question in that, um, like you were saying before, that the creature gives you more comfort, um, in a sense, because you have this like backstory, and you, ha- you have this context of why he ended up this way. But it's like, so you do find comfort in him, but the gravity of like murder doesn't dissipate. And I feel like you you have this like comfort and attachment to him. And so you're able to learn and like see why he how why he unfolded and why he became such a, a horrible person. And so the comfort was there to establish a connection so that way you could learn from him and learn how Victor's um, actions and society's actions affected him. So I feel like in a sense, the comfort developing into discomfort is what was what made him matter the most in that regard. That does make sense because you kind of feel comfortable when identifying with the creature and then he goes on to do all those terrible things. And you've already like kind of developed a bias towards him because you see him as a good person then that really does fall very quickly into discomfort 